Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. The title of uh, this morning's message is the joy of living for the future. Uh, Paul, of course, the apostle, writes this letter. Uh, we call it the letter of rejoicing, or the joy letter, even though he's in prison, even though he's suffering, even though he's being persecuted for his faith and preaching in Christ. He writes this letter in Philippians chapter 3. Begin with me, if you would, in verse uh, 12. Paul says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, Paul says, (laughs) I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Here in this letter, he has a lot of insight on how for us as believers can run our race. Um, As Christians, God has a race for each and every one of us. I believe this. He has a race for each and every one of us to run. And the Bible tells us that we are to run with patience the race that is set before us. That's what the Bible says. Run with patience, each and every one of us, the race that is set before us. And course we know that the the race that we are in uh, as believers as followers of Jesus Christ is not a competition with other Christians uh, we're not com- we're, we're not in competition with other believers and we also know that this is not a 50 yard dash right this is we're in it for the long haul right this is the marathon if you will um, but he gives us some insight on some ways that'll help us in running our race and 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 finishing, if you will, the race that the Lord has for us. The first I see here is how we see ourselves. So how we see ourselves. Paul says here, I have not yet arrived. Right? Now, Paul, in this this is one of his latest letters, and, and, and this is closer to the end of Paul's life This is real close to the end of Paul's ministry and is far more close to the end than it is the beginning. But he says here, I recognize that it's not over (coughs) till it's over. In other words, some of the most important part of the race is the end, right? Getting to the finish line, finishing with the Lord. Jesus Christ said it is what? finished on the cross. 
He went all the way to the end. Who? For us. For us. Listen, we're not there yet until we're there. We're not there yet until we reach heaven, right? Until we're in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul had that idea. Paul had that mindset here. Uh, even as he's writing to the, the church at Philippi, at the end of his life, he says, listen, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still seeking the Lord. I still want to know more. I've still got more faith to gain. I still have more to do or more to see in Christ. You can see that right in the verse above where we, two verses above where we started in verse 10 of chapter 3. He says that I may know Him. Paul, in this point in his life, after serving the Lord for these many years, he says, I still want to know more, more, more about Jesus. Just as we sang this morning, Paul said, there's still more I want to know. There's still more I've got to grow. I've not arrived yet. I'm not there yet, you know? And, I, and, I, and as I look at this, I, I would say that most of us, that's probably not the problem that we struggle with. In reality, I would say most of us are not here this morning thinking, I'm a know-it-all, uh, and I'm in our walk with Christ, I've arrived, right? Most of us probably aren't here saying, you know, I think I'm the answer. You want to, you want to really follow a good Christian, follow me. I, I, I just get the feeling that that's probably not where most of us are at. Actually, the other side of that is probably most of us have the problem of thinking, Man, we've got so far to go, right? I've got so far to go that you could even get discouraged about it. That's probably, and I would just guess, that's probably more where we're at as we see ourselves, we're looking at ourselves and thinking, wow, I just messed up last week. You know? I, man, I didn't even see that coming. It was a, you know... I thought that was gone. I thought this was over. I thought I thought I thought I had victory over this thing or that thing. And here I am. I feel like I just stepped took two steps back. I would I would I would argue that's probably where yeah. we're more in that and that and how we see ourselves. But listen, although we've not arrived, our future is set in the promises of God. Right. And our our future is set as believers as Christians, in Christ Jesus and what He has done for us. There's some promises that we could think about that would really help us in encouraging us, I believe, in our race. Promises like, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Right? Promises like that, that I am with you. I will be with you even to the ends of the earth. In other words, if you have Christ inside of you, His Holy Spirit, there is nowhere you can go where He can't find you and He's not with you. That is a wonderful promise of God. It will help us in our walk, in our, our race. We talked about this just a couple Sundays ago, being confident of this very thing. That He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Christ has begun a good work in us and He will perform it, the Lord says, until the day of Jesus Christ. That's a good promise as we look at ourselves in the race that we're in. I think of what John said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now. 
said, boy, after this last week, I don't know how I feel, right? Sometimes it's not about how we feel. It's about what the Word of God says. And if the Word of God says that we're sons of God, if we're, if we're His people, we're His people, that's, that's a good promise. He says, now are you the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what you shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. You say, how do I see myself? Well, right now we may be struggling. Right now we may be running. Right now we may be in a race. But one day we are going to be like Him. That's a promise of God. He says a promise here. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. This is the confidence. We had a message just recently about our confidence in the Lord. This is the confidence that we have in Christ, in the Lord. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. The prayer that we have, the fellowship that we can have with the Lord in our prayer life and in our walk with Him, that's good news. That's a good promise. I like the promise where He says this, where two or three are gathered together in My name. There am I in the midst. That's a promise of God. You say, is the Lord here this morning? The Lord's here this morning. The Lord's here this morning. You say, how do you know? Because we're gathered together in His name. We're gathered together seeking Him and He is in our midst uh, with us and He can hear our prayers. Sometimes what will help us in our Christian life is to realize, no, we haven't arrived yet, but we have some wonderful promises of the Lord that one day He will finish the work. That's some encouraging words. Paul says here another thing that's going to help us out in our race and on our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ is selective memory. Selective memory. Look at what he says here. He says um, in verse 13, Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. You know what that is? That's focus. Right? You know, focus is going to help. If you kind of focus on one thing or focus on another, you know, we have a choice, I believe, in our mind what we focus on. You know, he said, this one thing I do, I have chosen to put my focus on something. I could focus on this, or I could focus on that. I could focus, Paul could have focused on his predicament. He wasn't in good shape. But he said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, listen, I have chosen to focus on the right things. I've chosen to focus on the forward things. And forget all the past. Listen, if we are going to have a close walk with the Lord, sometimes we're going to have to get over some things that we have been through. Some of our faults, some of our failures, some of other people's faults, other people's failures. Just say right now, that's in the past. I mean, just say it right now. That's in the past. That's in the past. So we can move on. We can go forward. The future that we have. Listen, our success and I kind of hate even using that word, but may be determined by how quickly, and I'm talking about in our Christian life, this is a mindset now, how quickly we forget our last failure or defeat. Yeah. Our, our, our walk with the Lord, maybe how quickly we can, we can ask for forgiveness, seek the Lord in repentance, or forgive someone else and just move on. And just move on. Just keep going. Listen, you say, my, my defeats, as I've already said this last week or even yesterday, and you're like, are you kidding me? How about this morning, right? This morning. I mean, we've had enough time here to make a mess. So you, you can say, 
listen, I've got to get over these sort of things. I've got to get over these. You know, this is, the, this is that whole thing about not staying down. Yeah, we get knocked down. Yeah, we fall down. Sure, but we have to get back up. We just can't stay down. We just can't stay down. In our lives, the default mode would be to live in the past or just to take it as it comes, you know? But I believe what he's teaching us here, what the Bible teaches us here, is no, we're not just to live in the past, but we are to go forward, going forward. Listen, it's not so much worrying about where we failed or if we failed or going to fail. What we really should be worried about is if we're growing. Are we growing? So much of our growth, if you'll look in your own lives, so much of our growth has been from our failures, has been from our mistakes or even other people's. So much of our growth and our strength has come from that. Listen, our worry should not be about us failing, but really truly living, really truly going out for the Lord. Winston Churchill said this. He said, success consists of going from one failure to the next failure without loss of enthusiasm. (laughs) Even though we fail? You know, sometimes failure, failure can stop people dead in their tracks from growth, from going forward, from going anywhere. Their own failures can stop them dead in their tracks. Or the fear of failure can stop us from even attempting and stop us from even trying. And I have to say that in the Christian life, if we are to walk by faith, there is going to be in our mind that fear of failing that we're going to have because walking by faith is not walking by sight. It's the opposite of that. It is taking steps into a direction that we don't know. But we believe that that's the way that the Lord has taken us. Listen, it's not about focusing on the failures of last week but taking the time to focus on the victories of this week. Right? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, the effort is better spent. Focusing on, okay, last week was last week. Lord, forgive me, Lord, whatever, but here we go. Let's go this way. Would you agree with that? This is what we're going to try and do with the Lord. Faith is believing God, believing His Word, as He directs us into our future. Right? It's believing God, believing His Word as He directs us. Lord wants, he, can't, he can't direct us if we're not moving, so He wants us to move forward, going forward. Our future is based upon God's calling. Did you see that in the passage? He says, uh, I press toward the mark, the prize of the high calling. He says, listen, our future is based upon God's calling, God's direction in our life. But he says this, I press, I press toward the mark, the high call. The calling that God has for us as Christians is a high calling. It's a good calling. The purpose that he has for our life, the direction that he has for us, the things that he has for us. And it's going to be by God's ability that that makes it possible for us to do it. That's why our faith is in him. Because it's going to be him that brings it to pass. It's going to be Him working in us that makes it possible, right? Paul doesn't say that he's just forgetting the past because of his failures. But if you read the whole passage in chapter 3, 
Paul is forgetting the past, even his successes. Look with me and just just turn right over uh, to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4. It's good to forget our failures, but sometimes it's good to not trust in our successes either. Right? He says in verse uh, Philippians 3, 4, Though I might have, also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh he have whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew of the Hebrews, is touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So Paul says, listen, I may have had some successes. I may have had some things that I could have looked back to to give me encouragement. Paul says, listen, I had to forget even my past successes. It's not right for us as followers of Christ to trust in ourselves or to trust in our past successes. We have to start over fresh and anew each and every day trusting God and His ability. That's where faith comes in. It's trusting God and His ability. Listen, for us as believers, it's important that we keep moving forward, right? But with that, moving forward, it's dangerous to look back. When you think about it in a car. You're in a car, you know, you might glance back in the rear view mirror every now and again. But it's dangerous when you're in a car to be looking back. You gotta look forward, right? I was I remember a story I was probably somewhere between seven and ten, ten years old. And uh, we were playing uh, outside, us and some, some other little kids. And uh, I was, we were playing a game, and I was chasing this one boy. And I was chasing him across kind of an open yard, open field. And I don't think I was bullying him or anything like that. <laughs> but I really don't. <laughs> but for what, whatever reason... But for whatever reason, as I was chasing him, he was looking back at me like this. I remember this very, very uh, clearly. And I remember seeing this big tree right in front of him a second or two before he did. And I honestly did try to tell him. I'm chasing him, and he's running, and he's looking at me, and then I see the tree. Uh, no, and man, he hit that tree. Bang, you know? He never saw it coming. I tried to stop him. Stop, stop, stop. And then I had to try to explain the whole thing to you know, everybody else. And listen, I really did try, try to stop him here. But the truth of the matter is, you shouldn't be running. We shouldn't be driving. We shouldn't be going forward looking in the back. Right? We have to keep our eyes looking forward. And God will give us direction. Right? But we have to look to God for our direction. The truth of the matter is, in our Christian life, if we have our eyes on other people, we end up, we're going to end up running into something. But if we keep our eyes on the Lord, if we're looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? Keeping our eyes on the Lord, that is the safest place. It's keeping our eyes on God. So having selective memory is going to help us. Forgetting those things, just forget about it, get over it, Move on. You say, but it hurt. All of us have had things. All of us have had people hurt us. Right? Even in the Christian life. Even other believers can do that. It shouldn't happen. We shouldn't do it to others. But it does happen. You say, what do we do with that? Move on. Go forward. Get over it. Right? Look forward. Look to Christ. Because He won't hurt us. He's faithful. He's faithful. 
But then we got to be reaching. We got to be pressing. He says that. He goes, he said that I am reaching, forgetting those things which are behind, but reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward. He had a direction to go. He had a goal, if you will. He said, I press toward the mark. The mark that the Lord had given him. The goal that the Lord had given him, right? The calling that the Lord had given him. Again, I say, I think that the Lord, the Lord from time to time should give us some, you know, the Bible says without a vision, the people perish, right? I think from time to time the Lord should give us a vision. The Lord should give us a goal, if you will. The Lord should give us a mark that scares us. That we have to say, again, that we have to say, I don't know if I can do it. Or almost, I don't think I can do it. If the Lord doesn't help, if the Lord doesn't show up, if the Lord doesn't deliver, it's impossible without Him. But with the Lord, it's possible. So it's pressing. Pressing is hard, right? It's towards something. We see the potential. We see what the Lord wants to do and can do in us and through us. Again, our potential is not based upon ourselves. Our goals should be based upon God. And his ability and his strength, right? We can learn from our past failures, and we should. We can learn from our past hurts. Uh, that can be an education to us, right? That can be a a. Uh, it really, it can be a source of strength. It can. It, and here's another thing. <laughs> Me personally, that I've found about failing, falling, messing up, and even getting hurt. Is that if you allow it, it'll help you grow in grace. It'll help you be more gracious with other people, right? More loving with other people. Um, if you allow it, we can look, learn from our past mistakes. We can learn from those things, but don't dwell there. Don't live there. <laughs> don't live in that bitterness. Don't live in that hurt. Don't live in that, you know. Past mistakes, press forward, look forward, onward, right? Onward. You know, have you ever heard someone say this? I look forward to, yeah, I look forward to this thing coming up. I look forward to that. I look forward to this. As Christians, we should have a lot of I look forward to. Right? I mean, we got some big I look forward to. Heaven and, and the presence of God. We got some big ones I look forward to. But even here now, we should have a list of I look forward to. Why? Because if we have a prayer life, typically a lot of our prayer life is about the future, right? I look forward to when God's going to help. I look forward to when God's going to save this individual, bring them to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. I look forward to when God's going to answer this prayer, and I look forward to when God's going to do this or that in our life. As Christians, we should have a lot of, I look forward to. That, that helps, doesn't it? Have something to look forward to, kind of like, not all the things in the past, all the good old days, you know, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to talking about the good things that God's done and rejoice and give thanks for the good things that God has done in the past. But, he, but at some point in time, we've got to say, God's done some great things in the past and we know it and we want to thank Him for it and praise Him for it and worship Him for it. But we also want to look to the future because God can do some great things in our time and in our lives and in our families, Right? Those look forward to. This pressing, this reaching, there's some effort on our part. Would you, would you agree with that? There's some effort on our part as co-laborers with Christ. God sets the mark. 
God sets the direction, God sets the path, but then we take the step, right? We have to go out by faith. That's that onward, forward as believers. This is the direction we're going. There was a hymn writer uh, years back named William Sherman, not to be confused with Sherwin Williams. (laughs) Wrote a song called Sound the Battle Crop, right? And it goes kind of like this. I'm not going to sing it all to you, but just kind of read some of the words. Sound the battle cry. See the foe is nigh. Raise the standard high for the Lord. Gird your armor on. Stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause in His holy word. Strong to meet the foe. Marching as we go. While our cause we know must prevail. Shield and banner bright gleaming in the light. Battling for the right, we cannot fail. O Thou God of all, hear us when we call. Help us one and all by Thy grace. When the battle's done and the victory's won, because we know it's gonna, we're going to win. We already know that we're on the winning side, don't we? Amen. We have the Bible and it tells us how it's going to end. We're on the winning side. When the battle's done and the victory's won, may we wear the crown before Thy <laughs> face. And then he, the chorus of that song goes... Rouse then soldiers, rally round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of that mighty throng. You know the way the Lord's directing us? You know the way the Lord's leading all of us? Forward, onward, going this way, right? Taking us farther. In Philippians chapter 3, look down with me in verse 19. He says, Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do we look to the Savior, but for us as believers, we're looking for the Savior. He's coming back, right? There is the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ that is something that we look forward to, right? He says, Who shall change our vile body? that it may be fashioned like unto His glorious body, according to the work whereby He is able even to subdue all things unto Himself. So he says here, as, as believers, as Christians, not only are we to forget maybe some of the things in the past, but we're to keep our eyes off of minding, our mind off of the earthly things. And this is a struggle, isn't it, in our Christian life to listen earthly things will if, we, if we're not intentional if we're not pressing, reaching, seeking it will consume our lives just the earthly things you know as we look around and say all these things around us are going to pass it's not going to last they're not eternal, what's eternal? is our soul the soul of every man and woman Every child, the Word of God, these things are eternal. What's done for Christ here on earth 
will last. But all the things in earth, uh, he says, listen, don't be minding. Don't be so full of earthly things consuming our time, but looking unto Jesus Christ. This is our, what he says, your conversation in heaven. Right? In other words, our way of life, uh, what we talk about, right? Even our citizenship, right? What we live for. How often is it throughout our busy weeks are we heavenly minded? I know that we're earthly minded so much because it just demands so much of our time. It demands so much of our attention. But he says, listen, our conversation, our way of life, our goals, our, a lot of things that we look forward to should not all be things that we look forward to here on this earth. The things of heaven. Because we do have a lot to look forward to when it comes that way. He says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27, only let your conversation be as becometh the gospel of Christ. And then he goes on to say that ye stand fast in one spirit, in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So he says, listen, the gospel is our future. It's by the death burial the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have hope Amen. that we can have eternal life if you're here this morning and maybe you thought well you know I've always believed in a God I've always believed um, you know maybe even I've always gone to church right but there's never been a time in my life where I've been obedient I've accepted the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, His resurrection for my <laughs> salvation. The good news is, and that's what the gospel means, the good news is this morning you can. Amen. You can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can ask Him to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins. And the wonderful thing about this is the promises that God gives us about Him forgiving us our sins is the Bible tells us that the Lord has selective memory about our sin. That when we receive His payment for our sin, that when we accept Jesus Christ to forgive our sins, the Bible says uh, He will forgive and forget. He will remember them no more. In the depths of the sea, behind His back, as far as the east is from the west, the Lord will put our sin from us. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the way forward. Not only for those who have not received Christ, but for those of us that have. It is the message that we share. It is the message of heaven. <laughs> it, is God, it, is, it, is the, it is the message from God. This is the gospel, the word of God. And it is the message that has come down through Jesus Christ for us, the hope of the world. The hope of every man, woman, and boy. Heaven is our future. After receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Bible says that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. If you're here this morning and you don't know that you have eternal life, in just a moment, we're going to have a word of prayer, a time of prayer for all of us to talk to the Lord and forget maybe some of the things of our past, be able to move on, maybe uh, look, at, look at the future. 
But if you've not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know without a shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life, during that time of prayer, you can accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and know for sure today and know that your future is heaven. And know, know that your future is, a, is, a, is an eternity with God. He says this. He's going to change our vile bodies. All of us know that they're, that they're, they're corruptible, right? All of us know that they're corruptible. But He's going to give us a glorious body. Now that glorious body is nothing that you can get from a workout program or a weight loss program. This is something, this glorious body comes from the Lord Jesus Christ and it's going to take minimal maintenance. This is a good thing from the Lord. This is what we have to look forward to. But today, because we take time for prayer, and as this Savannah plays the piano softly, we're going to have just a time of prayer. So heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning as a believer and there's just been some things that have gotten you stuck, some past failures, maybe some things that other people have done to you that have hurt you, I would ask you today, best your ability to ask the Lord to help you forget those things and move on, to go forward. And then to ask the Lord fresh and anew, Lord, what's my mark? Lord, what's my calling? Lord, what's my goal? And with all my strength, God, help me. Through your ability and through my trusting in you, help me to press toward those things. Help me to reach for those things. But if you don't know Christ as your Savior, the Gospel is simple. He died for our sins. And by asking Jesus Christ to forgive us our sins and to come into our heart and to save our soul, the Bible said He will. If you're here this morning and you've not done that, I, I ask you to... Under Just as I pray, you pray a prayer like this. Lord, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I'm asking You to forgive me of all my sin. God, I'm asking You to come into my heart. I'm asking You to be my God. I trust in You. I trust in the death that You um, had on Calvary and Your bloodshed from the forgiveness of my sins. And I trust that because You rose from the dead, that I have hope of eternal life through Your salvation. God, with all my strength, I want to give my life to You and I want You to come into my heart and to save me. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website or... You could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.